Welcome to the D2C podcast, brought to you by M3 Digital. Welcome back to the D2C e-commerce podcast, brought to you by M3. I'm sitting on our beautiful purple couch with Jack. How are you, mate? Good, mate. We love it, don't we? The couch. We love it. Purple couch. We love it. It's the only, really, the only place in the in, in the whole office that doesn't have a shitload of reverb. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not just a good-looking couch. It's a good uh, absorber as well. Yeah, and we are sitting very close to each other as well, <laughs> just to make sure that we're sitting on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Just, pre- yeah. just pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Need a bigger couch, eh? Probably yeah. do. Yeah. Um, good episode. Good episode today, mate. We're going to talk about five key things that we look for when partnering with a new brand or a new partner. Um, yep. And I think this is a, a super interesting, interesting topic because in reality, all the things that we're kind of gonna gonna go over are just critical components of a successful e-commerce business, anyway, right? Mm, mm, I think they're things that we've also learned from over the last uh, few years of doing this. I mean, they're, they're things that maybe we didn't consider too heavily previously, and that's you know hurt us i guess in in some senses or you know it's allowed us to be a little bit more smart when we're partnering with with brands yeah 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 totally um so the first the first key um key key metric is is margin yep strong margin is critical Mm -hmm. now we've looked at a lot of different scenarios with a lot of different brands that have a lot of different um metric mixes operating expenses etc and the one thing that can be a critical make or break metric is margin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. I think it's 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 the one thing that you control right at the beginning. And if you're if you're not um, if you don't have a good margin right from the start, then you know it, it hurts you with everything else that we'd look at in terms of um, whether a brand's going to be you know easy to scale, for example, or you know, whether it's going to just generally work on um, paid platforms. Um, so, yeah, critical, really critical. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's not necessarily to say um, that if you don't have a, above a 60% margin that you're not going to be able to build a successful e-commerce brand. And, you know, like another component to that is that, you know, shipping costs have have increased mm-hmm. so the landed margin has decreased for a lot of brands yep so i think there's, there needs to be also a little bit of context mm. and this is also a really key metric because it just positions us in a bit bit better scenario when we do look at lower mer higher spend scenarios yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah i think you're right from like a from a new brand, you know, firstly off the start, you don't know what your paid acquisition channels are going to do for you. You don't know how successful it's going to be on paid ads, for example. It's really important that you give yourself that leeway. Yeah. So the more margin that you can squeeze out of your product, um, you know, the better it is for you to also be able to be profitable from not only a first purchase standpoint, but from just a, po- a standpoint of understanding what works and being able to test what works, you know, be it yeah. audiences or creative, whatever it might be. Um, it just puts you in a way comfier situation, I guess, from the start. Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. We looked at we look at you know ideally above sixty percent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sixty percent landed mm-hmm. um, as as a, a really really good starting point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and also I guess also for context is that this the, the margin metric plays into all of the other metrics, right? Yeah, totally. 
yeah and, yeah. and yeah. you know it's just one part of the yeah. equation it's one part of the mix yeah yeah one part of the mix yeah i think also like it does also depend how many skews you have as well and you know what what particular yeah. products you have across the range you know so if you're a single product brand a, a product a brand that based is based around one singular product then it's really important that the margin is good on that particular product but we do work with other brands that have multiple um brands i guess across um their business and you know some of them will be higher margins margins than others yeah. so you know you can you can get clever with the strategy there as well to, yeah. yeah that's a good yeah. that's a good example we, we and we've got a kind of a use case there we, we had a we had a brand that we work with Mm-hmm. Um, that had both uh, their own IP manufactured products yep. and they also had retail products of other brands. Yep. Um, and by kind of shifting our focus to be um, drilling into to their own products, mm-hmm. um, increase the margin significantly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally changed the picture for them. For them. Yeah. yeah. Like they literally went from losing money in a month to making money by switching their strategy to the, to the products that have the higher margin. Um, but it's not to say that those stocking those brands aren't great. You know, that the, the third party brands that they did have were huge names in the space. They're bringing traffic to the site, bringing awareness. Mm-hmm. So there's an, an argument there also like in the earlier days when, you know, potentially they're losing money, which is not great. It's not where they wanted to be, but it also brought awareness to their brand because people weren't aware of their, their own products. Um, so there's a, there's a, that little thing there as well, where it's having the balance, like you don't want to be losing money. But at the same time, it's it's good to have a little balance. If you if you are in a space that does have the opportunity to have those third party brands that are going to bring awareness and exposure to your brand, yeah. Then there there are ways that you can mix it. Yeah, it's just adjusting the mix. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So pretty totally. much, pretty much, what we did is we just tweaked the mix to be better from a P and L standpoint. Yeah. But also leveraging those brands to be what you mentioned key traffic drivers mm-hmm. and bringing awareness and eyeballs to to their brand yeah right? so yeah um yeah so this, the second uh, second point we've got is reasonable operating expenses within revenue mm-hmm. so what that really means is 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 making sure that your operating expenses are within a reasonable revenue and mer scenario for your brand right? yeah yeah i think this is this is one that maybe that we didn't jump on a, right away but now it's something that is, is critical right it's, it's critical to firstly us knowing where a brand needs to sit you know obviously opex is very important and you know making sure that you're not you're not got such a too high an opex um for your revenue for example but it's also good for our benchmarking internally as to where you need to sit because when you scale back typically with a brand you know mer looks better right like your return on ad spend does get better but mm-hmm. it still doesn't make sense if your opex is not within that revenue threshold yeah um so firstly good for benchmarking but it's also firstly uh, sorry secondly good for us to understand where that sits in terms of you know is it too high for for the revenue you're doing in the first place totally um and that ties it that whether it's right or wrong is is subjective yeah but what i think is fascinating is that your where your opex can sit based on revenue depends on your margins mm-hmm. and your MER that you can achieve at the scale that you're trying to achieve it in the time frame that you're trying to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's such an important thing. I think typically there, we, we, we probably just get a really good understanding of the back end, the mm-hmm. P&L, where things are sitting currently, where they need to sit. And then that can kind of give us a good indication on 
on whether they're maybe too geared or not. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, big part. Yeah. yeah. Um, store metrics. Yep. So a couple of big ones that we we've mentioned lots of times on on the podcast. Yeah, AOV conversion rate and even repeat purchase as well i guess is one in there but those two those two main metrics aov and conversion rate are big indicators of where um, the brand sits firstly with aov um you know it needs to sit in a good place in terms of your actual cost per acquisition so for example a situation would be say aov is 80 bucks we know from an in-account order that you might be you know averaging 40 dollar cpa and then obviously we bring in other metrics like margin we'll be able to figure out okay cool that sits in a good spot but if that same brand had a, an AOV of 50 bucks and it was still a cost, the CPA was still set at 40 bucks, then there's red flags there straight away. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of a combination of store metrics and account metrics. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Looking, at, looking at store metrics like AOV, conversion rate, et cetera, and also looking at revenue per session. So total revenue divided by total site visitors. Mm hmm are kind of really good indicators to go, okay, look, this is working where it stands or there's a lot of improvement here because of X, Y, Z and that might be terrible creative, that might be terrible account structure, that might be um, terrible site experience. And yeah. you go, oh, look, there's a lot of improvement that can be made here so we know that we can make those improvements and we know that we can improve that those metrics, right? Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, simply put, they're just red flags if, if, if they're not in the right in the right in the right scenario yeah yeah i think it's uh, over the last little while we've we've been able to sort of i guess benchmark right we we get a good understanding of where cpas generally sit for a certain aov product so you know when we first look at a, a, a business or we look at the back end of a business we'll we'll look at that aov first and go okay cool we know for this aov the cpa should be sat here in account um and marry up those two and then also we look at the conversion rate and go okay cool so their conversion rate should should be sat here just based off general industry averages that we've seen across other accounts and if it's sat below there then that becomes a sort of red flag um i think then you know the next stage would be okay cool can we improve those metrics mm-hmm. you know can we bundle and in- improve the AOV? cool if they they have that sort of product that's able to be bundled with different SKUs, then of course yeah that's a great opportunity and then the red flag goes away Um, and then the conversion rate side of things you know that what does the site look like what's the what's the user experience on the site what's you know yeah um how does that all look how does that buying process look and are there ways that we could make that smoother yeah um yeah so yeah again the red flag could be removed at that point too Yeah. yeah yeah really good point number four uniqueness of the product so how unique is the product in the market how competitive is it in the market? Are there a lot of other people selling the product in the market or not? Mm-hmm. I think is a really, really key piece, right? Huge, yeah, we, huge. We see this with, let's say, new to market brands that are in a space that's saturated with a product that is already in the market, like other brands are in the market with the same product mm-hmm. and they're a new to market brand and it doesn't work. And then yeah. we've seen a new to market brand with a product that no one else has and it does work yeah yeah it's such a it's such a simple thing when you when you talk about it really yeah, yeah it, it makes sense just to put it very simply that if you have a product that's unique and it solves a problem and no one else is doing it it's going to work but if you have a product it might might you know it has to have all three of those elements right you might have a product that's one already being done but you're doing it better yeah, good point um like because of the huge competition in say that space like a beauty space for example um even if you are doing it differently it's super hard super super hard to convince a customer that's new to your brand yeah. so it's you know difficult 
firstly to even sell the product in the first place but to get across the uniqueness is difficult yeah um so like one big recommendation is like when when you're entering say you've got a product for example that you know solves a problem that's a little bit different in a saturated market mm-hmm. it's going away and finding what is it that's different what makes it unique what makes it different from any other products in that saturated um, market yeah. and then really honing in on that and focusing hard on it yeah totally and then when they look to to come to us they can go okay cool how are you going to put that into content how are you going to bring that yeah. across in copy totally. how are you going to be strategic and kind of how you how you get that across in the market right yeah it's yeah. super important and it's also even if your product isn't super unique think about how you can position it to be unique yeah, yeah right yeah. and what is that that you know how can you position it to be a product potentially that people haven't experienced before mm. even mm. though it might be a product people have experienced before and you do see that often yeah 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 it's about positioning for sure yeah yeah you see a lot of, a lot of brands do that very very well 100 percent. yeah something that's not new something that's not that unique yeah. but it's positioned very very well yeah um i think there's a yeah. we talked we were on a call and we talked about the new brand sunday yeah yeah whipped cream soap Mm -hmm. soaps soap there's plenty of soap brands out there yeah right yeah yeah they they they've they've turned it into they've turned it into a unique experience something that's very different yeah makes them stand out yeah um and people want to try it right 100 percent. yeah um number five uh, final point um founder Mm -hmm. founder um the c-suite um their willingness to to work with us to learn to adapt to take feedback um their ambition is critical um but the working relationship there is 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 such a fundamental pillar of solving problems that just continuously arise in the e-com space Mm. no 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 two days are the same no two months are the same there's ups there's downs so you need to make sure that you've got somewhat of a ride or die partner that's willing to go through that with you i think that's such an important such an important piece yeah i agree i agree i think some of our biggest or sorry best relationships um are with with partners that you know come on the ride with us yeah um that we're able to sort of really you know get stuck in together and work as a team um you know and, and the model that we're work, we're working towards or the model that we are already um implementing allows us to do that allows us to be on the same page with them and you know, not not only does it bring success, but it also you know brings the enjoyment from both sides. Um, so, so that's you know real key right from the start. If we can, you know, see that they're w- they're willing to you know jump in with us and work together with us, then it makes it every, like twenty times yeah. um, smoother, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and twenty times more impactful. And impactful because of course, there's yeah. so yeah. many components to an ecom brand, right? And yeah, and how we integrate with brands, we look after a portion of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if the other side is being accelerated too, and we've got brands that do this really, really well. Yeah. If the other side is being executed really, really well, and you're executing really, really well, the damage is, is much bigger. Yeah. On what you can achieve rather than necessarily it being, oh, the impact needs to all come from this one channel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Although, you know, in some instances, that might be a fair thing to look at. But if you want max impact, you want a solid ecosystem yeah yeah everything needs to be humming everything does and and that that also sort of leans into the fact that you know even though each one of these points is equally powerful and you know they're big parts of the infrastructure every brand is a little bit different and being flexible and being able to be flexible together 
um, totally. also means that we can lean on different tan- um, different you know pain points or different focuses, whatever it might be, and then the impact comes from that too if we're all on the same page. For sure, for sure. Cool, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers, mate.